So uh, what what are the big things you guys are going to be working on as you guys are leading up for Colorado within the offense? I mean, is it a lot of the uh, short short yardage stuff, or what what are some of the things you want to work on heading into Colorado? Yeah, you always want to address the deficiencies that you had in the in the prior game and, and things you're not doing well, and so that'll be a, a point of emphasis. Uh, some weeks are points of emphasis, or the points of emphasis remain the same no matter what. You know, we pay attention to ball security, red zone. Uh, you know, certain things every week, regardless of what transpired in the game. But, but this past game, obviously, uh, short yardage was a, was a problem. Four minute offense, being able to to uh, run time off the clock uh, at the end of the game was was an issue for us. Red zone, also, we, as we've talked about, uh, was was a problematic defensively. Addressed the penalties. You know, we had uh, several penalties that. Uh, Hurt us particularly on the one drive, and so just reinforcing uh, fundamentals, techniques, what you can do, what you can't do, and and yeah, to answer your question, we we do that pretty much every week. We have a standard set of things we work on from week to week to week. The core, the core things that you do within the offense and defense, and then uh, anything that that uh, happened in the prior game that was not at the par, we put special emphasis on that as well. Hey Kyle, good morning. Good morning, Josh. Um, Nate Ritchie was just on here and, and he said that the energy in the building this week has been a little higher coming off the win. Um, would you agree that the energy has been a little better, a little higher? Yeah. And I don't think we've ever had bad energy or, or a lack of energy, but right. it's always, it's always a, a, a better environment and a better feel when you've won. And, uh, but you know, win or lose by Tuesday or Wednesday, you've got to be back to, to well, by Tuesday, really, you got to be back to, uh, full go and, and ready to attack the next opponent because you can't let a loss linger and affect you for the next week. But Mondays, Mondays are really the day that uh, is uh, either a little more upbeat or not, depending on what's happened uh, the prior game. But like I said, by Tuesday, you better all be in the right frame of mind and, and ready to roll. With Ty Jordan asserting himself as the lead back, what is the uh, amount of optimum carries that you would like to see a lead back have, particularly as a freshman? Yeah, I believe he was at the very top of his workload in this past game. That was a lot of a lot of uh, carries that he had, 27 carries and uh, a catch or two. And so that would be about maxed out and, and maybe even a little bit too much for a for a freshman, although he's uh, you know, he's very uh, sturdy and, and durable. You know, he's proven to be that at least so far. But uh, I think that was a little bit too much of a workload. We've got to temper that a little bit and uh, cut off, you know, somewhere in the – I guess if you want a number, 20 to 25 touches is probably better than uh, the 25 to 30 that he had uh, last week. And, and that allows us to spread the ball around a little bit more to some of the other guys. Hey, Coach. Obviously, nothing's normal with the pandemic and everything. But usually at this point of the year, you're kind of looking ahead, you know, the Pac-12 championship game and that kind of stuff. Now you're going against a Colorado team where you're maybe the underdog. Does that change your mindset? And how do you kind of get the guys ready for that? Well, it has been a strange year and, and nothing is normal this year, which has been a challenge and challenge for everyone in the country. And so we're just taking them one at a time, just like we do uh, every year. You know, we never get ahead of ourselves and, and look past any opponent. Uh, Colorado is a good football team. They're 4-0. They're 4-0 for a reason. It's just not happenstance. And they've, they've played good football and, and they got lots of uh, good things going for them. So that's our entire focus. We don't even know who we play after that. Literally, you know, we don't, <laughs> we can't look past Colorado because we don't know what, what the next, uh, opponent or who the next opponent's going to be. And so all our attention, efforts and energy is, is on the Buffaloes. 
and uh, that is the sense of urgency is increased week, which we do this week. So everything's happening at, at an accelerated pace, and our guys are doing a great job so far. Yesterday we got back on the field and had an outstanding practice. And that's not always the easiest thing to do two days after a game because that's not typical. Typically, two days after a game, you're you're in the film room and in the weight room and. And then uh, you're not back on the field till Tuesday. So they did a great job of, uh, of handling that yesterday. Now, obviously, you want to win every single game, and, and this year's no different. Uh, but now that you're halfway through this this crazy schedule of, of you know the ups and downs with COVID and everything, does this does this season feel any different in terms of being able to to look at it as you know maybe a, a preparation for 2021, or or is this just like really nice game reps that that give you that? that opportunity to be better next year. How, how do you view it now that you're, you're a little more than halfway through it now? Yeah, I'd say all the above. Uh, it's been great to, to uh, be able to get on the field. There was a period of time we didn't know if we were going to have a season and, and to be able to get games in and play and get, get uh, reps for, uh, for our new guys has been invaluable. And I don't know if we look at it completely as like a, just a prep and a prelude into next year, because obviously it, it, it has value and you're, you're playing for, to try to get into the conference championship and, and a bowl game, although those seem to be evaporating uh, every day. But but uh, the bowl games, that is. I guess we lost another one yesterday. But but uh, it is different. But just to say that uh, it's like a spring ball with a scrimmage against another team every week, <laughs> getting ready for next year. That's not that's not the case. But it, it certainly is a different feel and a and a different uh, just a whole different uh, environment and. and uh, set of circumstances than than has ever before uh, happened. You know, it's all uncharted territory. Talking about the Buffs, uh, their their back had had uh, 301 yards uh, in, in their game last week, and then their their quarterback is a former safety, and, you know, also played quarterback. So he, he's able to take some hits a little bit more and, and can run. How, how do you kind of prep for a quarterback like that and, that, and also who also has a, a back who can who can get loose? Yeah, they they got a lot going for them. Uh, the Buffaloes do, particularly on offense. And you're right, the quarterback uh, did play safety last year, although he was a quarterback prior to that. And so, uh, but he's a tough guy. He's a very capable uh, runner, which always presents a problem for for a defensive coordinator. They have a strong rushing attack with with the running back, and he's uh, leading. I'm pretty sure he's leading the conference uh, in rushing. And so, we've got our work cut out for us. And and every week is essentially almost every week is essentially the same uh, MO and starting point for our game plan is to try to figure out how we're going to stop the run, how to turn a team one dimensional, force them to throw, and then try to get after the quarterback once you've accomplished that. So, so that hasn't changed. Uh, this week is, is uh, the same as most every week. There's obviously exceptions. Like I said, you play a Mike Leach team. That's, it's a whole different approach. You know, you're, the run is uh, secondary and, and you're just trying to figure out how to stop the throw game. But, but uh, we're taking our same approach and, and uh, trying to replicate their offense as best we can in practice. Uh, our scout guys do a great job of, of uh, replicating the uh, opposing offense. And, and you can't always find a great fit for, for the guys you're playing. There's not always a guy in your program that, that can uh, do a great job emulating somebody that you're going to play. Sometimes it's, it's just doing the best you can do to, to get the best look you can. But, but uh, we have our, usual approach this week and hopefully it's uh, it's going to be good enough Kyle I understand that you're in the middle of a season still but ha- have you given any thought to uh what you would like to see the spring calendar look like obviously 2020 you lost like three quarters of, of spring practice who knows what the world's going to look like in March and April have you given any thought to what you would like that to be 
Yeah, we'd like it to be perfectly normal and, and you know, <laughs> get, get uh, back to the routine that we've been used to for 30 years or whatever. And, and uh, we know it's not going to be completely normal, at least at first, because recruiting. And that's already been uh, determined that there won't be any uh, off-campus or on-campus recruiting going on until I think April 15th was the date. And so that's going to be different. You know, the coaches, as soon as the season's over, typically we're packing our bags and hitting the road and and uh, going around the country recruiting these kids and making visits. Uh, that won't be happening. And so the, the next thing after recruiting is spring ball. So we're hoping that spring ball can have a return to normalcy and and uh, get our 15 practices in, our spring game and everything that, that uh, usually goes on. So that would be ideal if we can get back to, to uh, the routine. Just a quick follow-up. In you know, in terms of getting back to normalcy, it is December. Um, have any of your older guys, your third, fourth year guys, obviously with the eligibility clock frozen, have any of those guys expressed to you what their future plans might be in terms of coming back or even leaving? No, we've uh, not had any of those conversations. We will. Those conversations will take place, and I'm sure we'll have some guys that that uh, decide that maybe uh, they're done and, and uh, call it a career. If not, if everyone comes back, great. Uh, some guys will test the NFL waters and and uh, get get the evaluation, the underclassmen, and see see where they stand and make those decisions uh, based on you know an educated uh, situation and, and uh, getting the input from the right people. But uh, none of that has transpired yet, and uh, you know there's going to be changes uh, in the transfer rule most likely coming up, which will put a different spin on thing. Uh, another. Spin the, the portal a couple of years ago put a different spin on things, and now it's going to become even more. Uh, there'll probably be more change and and uh, movement that uh, is going to occur. At least uh, that's that's the way it seems to be heading. So, so we'll see what happens. But uh, you just got to adjust as things change and uh, try to get yourself in the best situation. Yeah, you speak of how you don't know the opponent beyond Colorado has the conference given you any indication as to when you will know what the, when the, who the opponent is, I should say. Well, I think, uh, according to, uh, our administration, we might know as early as, uh, Saturday night, this coming Saturday night at the latest, hopefully Sunday, cause we got to start getting ready for somebody. But, uh, as coaches, we don't pay any attention to that cause we don't care at this point. It's all, it's all Colorado and we can't, can't look past that even if we knew who the opponent was but but once this game's over with uh the sooner we know the better obviously and uh i suspect and hope that we'll all know by uh no later than sunday morning but we'll see you know typically during a normal season getting bowl eligible is huge because you get all those extra practices is that kind of the, the same thought process for you guys you know going into bowl season this year potentially well, we'd love to become bowl eligible. That's uh, that's something that uh, is always going to be uh, part of our goals and, and what we want to accomplish. Now, the amount of practice time you're going to have to to prepare for bowl is going to be dramatically less than usual. I mean, here we are already at the what, 8th of December, and we won't finish the regular season until 19th of December, which everything's compressed. And so to say that uh, you're going to get an extra month of practice like you usually would in a bowl scenario, that's not going to be the case. Also, there's far less bowls, so there's going to be fewer fewer teams to get that opportunity. And so we're just uh, taking it one week at a time, like I said. But, yeah, we do hope to become uh, in a bowl situation, but we'll just have to see uh, what happens. And meanwhile, we've got to take care of our business uh, along the way. Morning, Coach. I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on – 
the recruiting process this year with, with the, the loss of visits and evaluation periods, how difficult has that been? And then conversely, how, how good do you feel about your class at the moment? Okay, well, first of all, we feel great about our class. And uh, we think that we've put together another outstanding group of young men and, and hope to get them all signed in uh, eight days now, a week from tomorrow. And uh, you know, we're still going to have a couple left over. And with the, with the movement that uh, will most likely take place that I already talked about, you, you want to have a couple in your pocket to uh, address needs and, and things that arise. But uh, the, the real... Uh, casualties, I guess you could say, are the guys that really feel sorry for the other players, you know, the recruits themselves. They, they've had to make these decisions without having a chance to go through the recruiting process and, and take visits to the various campuses and check things out firsthand. And so those guys are the guys that have really uh, taken the brunt of the, of the, uh, of the downside of the whole thing and, and uh, feel bad for them. And who knows what's going to happen in the 22 class with, with uh, the way it's set up and everything being frozen this year and the seniors not counting next year and your 85 number and, and nobody really advancing. Well, not, you know, nobody is advancing a year of eligibility. And so there's going to be a log jam next year as, as things are set right now for the 22 class, as far as scholarships for the new guys, because you're going to already be at 85 because nobody advanced. And, and uh, so unless they have a solution different than what they're talking about now, the 22 class is going to be impacted in a, in a major way differently than this class because hopefully they'll be able to take visits and so forth, but, but just the available scholarships are not going to be there. And so everything's been thrown out of whack. I don't know if there was a, a, a perfect answer or a great way to handle it. I think everyone's handling it the best they can uh, from a NC2A administrative standpoint, but, but uh, it's certainly different. But back to your original question, we love our class and uh, it's too bad these guys, uh, the entire class of 21 wasn't able to, go through the recruiting process because that's kind of a reward for uh, for all the hard work that you put in throughout your whole your whole career as a, as a player and having the chance to get, uh, you know, wined and dined by these colleges and, and be able to uh, take your family to uh, visit campuses. And they didn't get to do that. So I feel bad for them. And then, and then just a, a quick follow-up, kind of switching gears a little bit. I wanted to ask you about Vontae Davis. He made an incredible play, you know, Saturday night. Uh, dropping into coverage uh, on that interception. How, uh, I guess, what are your thoughts on his improvement this year? He's one of the most improved players on the team. And uh, it's been a very, uh, you know, a big deal for us on defense to have him play at the level he has because he was somewhat of an unknown commodity and uh, unknown entity, I guess you could say. And we, you know, he didn't get a lot of playing time in the past few years that he's been here because of the guys that have been in front of him. But he's done a great job of, of uh, working in the offseason. He added weight to his frame. He's done a great job of uh, being a student of the game and studying tape. And his play has been a big bonus for us and a big plus because, like I said, we were a little bit uh, in the dark as far as how he was going to react when he was going to be the guy. And so couldn't be more pleased with what he's done so far. Kyle, just back to the, you know, the mystery opponent on the 19th. Uh, you guys probably would have hosted Washington if there wasn't, you know, a TV issue with the holiday. Has there been any indication that that this game on the 19th, you would get that home game? No indication whatsoever. Like I said, I haven't paid one bit of attention to it. Uh, I'm thankful that my AD has not pestered me with it because I wouldn't listen to him anyway right now because we got, we got laser focus on the Buffaloes. And so, uh, no, I don't, you know, whatever happens next week happens and, and we don't really 
care if we're home, away, where we play, who we play. Just just uh, tell us what the situation is, and we'll we'll uh, act react accordingly. Thank you, Kyle. Okay.